I'm Chi Peng. I'm the mission mobilizer here at River Life Church. Um, so as you can see, we went on a mission trip about two weeks ago to Envision Chicago. Uh, there we worked with Scott Mankey and his Family Empowerment Center where, we, where they have open door policy for the homeless. Um, they do English classes and they, do, they run an after school program. So you kind of saw some pictures 
um, of the things that we did while we were there. We were there for about four days. Um, and today you're going to be able to hear some stories of how God used us, um, some things that God taught us, and just the people that we met and things that we did. And my name is Alicia Tao. I'm the Community Engagement Director, and um, super excited to share about the stories and experiences that um, our team has had on the Envision Chicago. Um, this is our first missions trip, and um, it's been five years in the making, but God showed up in the right time. And so we're super excited to share this with all of you and hope that you would be inspired. Um, but even as you're hearing the stories and the narratives that you would open up your heart and your mind and receive from God directly. So some of the stories um, may not be your story, but you might resonate. And some of the stories might be the same struggles that you uh, hear. It might resonate with you as well. And so allow the Holy Spirit to speak directly into your life, give you visions. Maybe you'll hear words. Maybe you'll see images. But some of that, um, that's the Lord speaking to you. Okay. So uh, let's just give this time over to the team. We're going to have half the team share first, and then the other half of the team will share afterwards. All right, so again, I'm Chupeng. I'm the mission mobilizer here at River Life Church, and I helped co-lead this uh, missions team to Chicago. Um, so when, before the trip, I was very nervous about leading my first actual mission trip. I've been on a mission trip, but I've never actually led it. And so there are days where I felt like I wasn't good enough to be the mission mobilizer. Um, I, would, I would hear lies in my head about, you know, oh, you're not good enough. Uh, someone else more qualified will do it. Uh, you're too busy, so you don't have to do this, right? And so then, um, about two years ago, Alicia asked me and my wife, Kajwa, to be the mission mobilizers here. Uh, the first time I turned it down, but as we all know, Alicia could be pretty persistent. <laughs> and so, so a few months down the road, she asked me again. I said, she's like, are you sure? You know? And so then my wife and I, we talked about it, and I said, you know, why, don't, why don't we just do it and allow God to lead us? And so we accepted the position um, as a mission mobilizers, you know, and I appreciate Alicia um, because I wouldn't have the courage or the will to take this on if it wasn't for her encouragement. Um, and as my wife clearly knows, uh, I'm one of the biggest procrastinators. I didn't even write the speech until Friday night, so. <laughs> um, and as all procrastinators know, uh, we'll do it tomorrow, right? And that's how I felt before this trip. Um, I would get... I would get to finalizing the details tomorrow. Um, but Alicia helped me plan and lead Chicago um, and empowered me in my role. And I really appreciated that uh, about Alicia. And I wouldn't be able to do this without her. So Alicia, just thank you um, for empowering me and allowing me to uh, step into this role and to lead this team. So while I was in Chicago, um, I was nervous about how am I going to lead this group? How am I going to lead this team and empower them? To, to do whatever God wanted them to do. But when I was there, I was able to witness the gifts and the talents of each individual. And I got to see the love of God overflow from my team members to everyone that they came across. I was reminded that God is in control and that he called each one of them by name to Chicago for a purpose. And the amazing thing is that I got to see that purpose unfold. Um, I saw broken people smile. People of different ages, backgrounds, and cultures come together. And I also saw a diminishing church receive love and encouragement um, from our team members. 
I realized I didn't have to do anything while I was there in that moment. I just had to be available and be willing to listen to God. You see, God doesn't need my ability, but he asks for my availability. See, I was reminded that this rings true here at home in the Twin Cities. And see the passion, seeing the passion from the local missionaries in Chicago, um, from Scott and his team, reminded me that the people of the Twin Cities also need to experience Jesus. Um, I needed to make myself available for what God is doing here in the Twin Cities. And so coming back, my hope is to do more ministries, opportunities. Uh, we have a great um, organization here in Vision Twin Cities that I would love to to continue to talk with Rick Wallace about. And I'm excited for the opportunity to continue to bring missions to River Life Church here uh, for you guys and excited for the future missions and what it's going to look like and how God is going to call you guys to support his, his calling um, of us going into and making disciples of all nations. And so with that being said, I'm excited for what the future holds. Uh, stay tuned. There will be more updates about Rev Life missions um, in the next few months here. Thank you. Okay, well, hello. I'm Amelia. I'm one of the youth students that went on this envision trip. Uh, I'm so nervous. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so before the trip, I had um, this one insecurity. I was really scared to work with adults, actually because I thought it was going to be awkward and, you know, adults have lots of ex expectations. Um, <laughs> but that wasn't the case. Um, everybody was super nice and funny, and they made me feel so comfortable. We actually had lots of, like, personal talks, and I feel like that opened me up a lot. Um, and I actually have two special moments. Um, one of the special moments for me was the first night we got there. Um, we were helping with the English learning class, and um, we were with these three girls. They were super nice. And I saw that even though we were all tired because it was really late, um, everybody was super energetic and super happy to be talking with these three girls. And we actually shared a lot about our culture with them, and they shared a lot about their culture with us. And then e another special moment for me was when we were picking up trash around the city. Um, I've never really actually picked up trash around the city. <laughs> Um, but this is really fun and really different. Um, everybody around the neighborhood was super nice when we were picking up trash. They just kept thanking us, and I just felt like an overwhelming amount of love from everybody. And I never, ever felt um, scared on this trip, because Chicago is supposed to be a really dangerous place. But um, I actually felt very safe. Um, the only time I didn't feel safe was crossing the roads. <laughs> Something God showed me was that I should get involved more and open up. Um, and I'm super happy because God gave me the opportunity to volunteer with the kids' ministry in three weeks, and I'm super excited. Um, and then something I would say to someone thinking about going on a mission trip, I would say you should go. It's super fun. But go for the right reasons. Something Scott told us was um, we, are, we aren't there to build schools or save people. We're there to build bonds and relationships. So don't just go because it's like in Jamaica because it's really pretty. Go to build relationships 
and go, something's pulling you. Um, mission trips can be really transforming and can really open your eyes. So thank you for listening to my story. Hi, I'm Kayla. Um, one thing that I've been working on recently um, is community. Uh, for the past 10 months, I have been attending River Life Church, and um, I have kind of just been attending and not really making an effort to get to know people. Um, but at the same time, I was really wanting a community to grow in and grow with and to make relationships with people, but, you know, the introvert in me got the best of me. Um, and that's where I think God really moved uh, in me to sign up to be a part of this team. Um, the first Sunday that Alicia announced about this missions trip to Chicago, um, there was just something that was inside me that was like, you should sign up. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> uh, and so even with not knowing anyone, um, that Sunday that was the first day that I had actually met Alicia, I went right in the back after service and I was like, Hi, I'm Kayla. I'm new. I want to join your missions team. <laughs> um, and um, not knowing what to expect from this trip, I was super excited, actually. Um, from this trip, I not only got to experience how urban ministries work, um, but also got to help kids with this team, get to know each and every single one of them, um, build relationships with them and with the people that we were working with at the Envision Family Empowerment Center. Um, I received a better understanding of how relationships should be made with people uh, before going into ministry, whether it's with people that you're on, on a team with doing ministry or um, with people who you're trying to reach. Uh, one of the days that we were down there, we were helping with um, the day program for the kids because the Sheboygan, not Sheboygan, Chicago um, public school system, their teachers were on strike. And so there was kids that were there um, because the center opened up the center to them. And um, I personally found it challenging because we were working with kids who um, didn't have the greatest attitude, the best temper. Um, kids who stood up to authority. Um, and so I personally had to be creative in finding ways to um, get along with them, um, creating bonds with them, finding things in common I have with them, um, like asking questions about what they're interested in and um, things like that. Uh, and I found that once that was established, once I got that bond with them, it was easier for them to open up to me and for them to participate in activities we had for them. Um, bonding helps relationships, and like the bonds that we built as a team, we also, um, I also got a chance to make relationships with the leaders that were down there um, at the Family Empowerment Center and the people who go to the center for whatever the needs that they have. And I'm super excited to continue our friendships as with this team and get to know um, more people here at church and grow in community with you guys. So thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Yang, and um, before going on the trip, I wasn't expecting too much. Um, I was 
kind of just excited to go down and help and learn, and then also excited to um, do a trip with my daughter, um, Abigail. And um, before going, I just felt lonely and disconnected, kind of from the church, from God. And I felt like God was calling me into something new, but I wasn't sure what that was. Um, So I just kind of went with an open mind. um, And while we were there, I just felt the stirring in my heart um, where God was calling me to go deeper. um, And I longed to connect to God and his people in more heart-to-heart, genuine, real ways instead of uh, just the day-to-day high and by. Um, And um, the message I got down there was that... um, How can I love my neighbors deeper, uh, more wholeheartedly, and more authentically? Um, The real love that asks the hard questions and uh, the kind of love that says, here I am, all of me, my insecurities, my flaws, my struggles. We are all broken people, and we need God. Um, So I really saw that they were helping um, anybody who walked through their doors to just work through their brokenness. Um, They embodied what it felt like to have a real community. And um, that's what I desired. So God allowed me to see that. Um, And I saw that they were able to work together. um, Just accept anybody, you know, the homeless would come and knock on the the door and they would offer them a meal or something warm to drink. If they needed to take a shower, they were offered that. So God revealed that to me, and it was something that was stirring inside of my heart that I longed for, that true community. God also renewed my mind through the Envision trip, but also through emotional emotional spirituality or healthy spirituality classes. So we didn't really have the opportunity to do the reading down there, but what was great was that we saw their church, their um, team, kind of incorporate that every single day. So morning we would start with quiet time. and the afternoon we would break for just a moment of quiet time with God. And then in the evenings, our team would debrief. So it was beautiful to see that incorporated. And God just continued to reveal to me that this is what I needed in my life. A special moment to me was the first day that we got there. We worked with... um, English uh, learning class for adults, and so we got to practice and sit in with uh, a small group and um, practice conversation with them, and uh, the topic was what causes stress, so they were sharing with me what causes stress in their lives, and I was sharing with them, and it just felt so natural and so real, like we could just be friends if I lived down there, Um, and so Again, that was just God confirming to me my heart, the stirrings of my heart, longing to serve um, my community locally, and then that desire of serving uh, um, globally as well. So I am excited, and I look forward to more missions trip so that I can continue to see um, this yearning in my heart fulfilled through what God has called me to. Thank you. Praise Jesus, brethren. My name is Lydia. I'm grateful to God and to our pastors 
who gave us this great opportunity to go for the mission in Chicago. Um, when God opened the door for River Life Church to go to Chicago to do ministry, I was glad in my heart because I knew I'm being part of what God wants to do in River Life Church concerning the community and missions. Um, in regard to this, I remember, I remember the scripture that in Psalms chapter 68, verse 11, that says, The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. The word, in this context, the word was the mission trip. And the company that published it were you people who provided for us financially, you who trained us, who prepared us mentally and gave us the moral support, and us who went physically. We participated, we were the company. All of us participated. So thank you for giving to the Lord. So when time reached, uh, when we started to prepare for the meetings, this is when I started facing my demons. First I was happy, but then at that time the devil started whispering lies in my head. I started having funny excuses in me. Before that, before the mission, I always knew that God has called me to serve him. But I had excuses, I had fears, reasonings. I used to tell God, God, who will take care of my children if I serve you? You know, if I become more proactive, who will take care of my children? I don't have an American accent. I am not Hmong. I'm just so different, you know. I felt so lost sometimes when I would feel God really calling me to get more serious with serving God. But at that time, this did not cross my mind. So when we started the preparatory meetings, that's when the devil started whispering more lies in my head. And the lies he whispered was, you're going, but you're not, they're not going to understand you. You have a different accent. You don't have the American accent. The food is so different. How are you going to manage all this? But at that time, God had a plan. And the devil was conspiring too. So when we reached the mission grounds, um, that's when God started dealing with me seriously. Um, when I looked at the lifestyles of our hosts, and then the host pastor was preaching about the story of the Good Samaritan in the Bible. And he was teaching us how to love our neighbors, to love people who are different from us, people who smell they don't smell the same like us. They eat like, they don't eat like us. They have a different culture. At that point, God opened my understanding that he did not bring me to people who are different from me for any other reason or by mistake. But he brought me to these people who are different so that I could serve him as he pleases. So at that time, I started gaining courage, but still the enemy kept fighting me. So during the day, we would have deep conversations within our meetings. Another time, when we're having one of the conversations, God reminded me of a dream I had had in January, and I had forgotten about it. In January, one time I was praying to God, I was like, God, how can I serve you more? I felt so inadequate, you know? So at that time, I dreamt that we were going for a mission. I didn't know who the people were with, but I, what I remember is we were in a white van, and we had reached somewhere like a border. So I had forgotten about the dream. So that time when we were having the deep conversations, I remembered that dream. And then I was like, God had planned this already. The devil is a liar. So that encouraged me the more, knowing that even if all these were there, but God was in the midst of everything. So I chose to be very intentional and to offer myself as a living sacrifice to God to use me as he pleases in this ministry. So at that moment, when God revealed this to me and strengthened me, 
I decided to serve God intentionally and pay a deaf ear to what was going on in my head. We did many things at the mission ground, but I just want to talk about the service of picking trash. When we went to pick trash on one of the streets of the community, it was good for the community. But at that time when I was picking the trash, God still reminded me that he does not call the qualified, but he qualifies whoever avails himself to serve him in total surrendering. At that time, God still reminded me that all he wants from me is availability, my simplicity, to just come as I am, and he will use me and do his work in me. That was the time when I realized that God had a plan for me. Much as I thought I was just going to serve God in Chicago, he had a plan to help me face my demons, the demons that were destabilizing me emotionally. So at that time, I totally surrendered my life to God, and I was like, God, take control. In my imperfections, here I am. In my weaknesses, here I am. Let your will be done in me for the glory of your name. So just my encouragement to you is um, if you're there and you have so many reasonings and discouragements or thoughts just like I had, you're busy, you don't have enough time, you have commitments. I realized that there's no perfect time a person can have to say, I'll serve God. Whatever circumstances, whatever situations they are, when you, make, when you decide and have a will, God will make a way. God actually took care of my children when I was there. So I thank God for that. God bless you. Hi, my name is Cher. And um, this is my uh, first time going on a missions trip. And uh, first of all, I just want to thank God for uh, letting me uh, have a chance to uh, go on a missions trip. And uh, second, and I just want to thank uh, Alicia and uh, Chaping for uh, letting me to, to be on this team and uh, plus with the rest of the teams. And um, on, on Friday, on Friday night when uh, I... I when uh, I had a chance to uh, to be with the kids, and uh, because we got uh, like a split, like uh, uh, for the kids, like uh, three or four of the kids, and then um, they, I don't blame these kids, but um, they they weren't uh, listening, and uh, because when we when we were uh, telling them to read, they did not read, so they. They just have flown around, but um, the the two teachers, or I should say the two staffs, that uh, uh, with me, uh, they they told uh, the kids not to uh, flown around and then I start reading, and then but um, they they just but uh, the kids didn't just listen to them, and then God just spoke to me. And then God said that, tell about your story to them. And then uh, when I uh, asked them to, uh, to be quiet, and then they did be quiet, the kids. And then I had a chance to tell about my, to tell about my car accident that God saved me. And then for like around five minutes, they were all silent. And, and I had a chance to, to tell them, 
And then after, and then after that, they, a couple of them, they, they, they came and asked me that, um, that was good. That was good that God saved you, you know. And then I was, I was uh, glad that God had a, uh, uh, gave me a chance to go down there and then to, um, to uh, evangelize about my, about my car accident. And then on Saturday. I, when, um, when I was, uh, I was in a, a Japan's uh, 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 group and uh, with a couple of the ladies, too. And then uh, when we went around, around, the, around the, the big buildings, and um, I just want to say to my group, say that thank you so much for being my side because I, I, I couldn't walk that fast. And I have to pause like every other minute because of my legs. It's not that strong. And I, and I just want to say thank you so much for loving me. And, um, you know, I, I'm glad that I have brothers and sisters like this to be with me and went with me and enjoy with me and let me go. First of all, I thought that I'm going to go and I'm going to uh, give them a burden. But God said that, no, my son, just go and I will be helping you and I will lead you. And I just want to say thank you so much for the staffs and the team and the, you know, thank you so much and God bless each each and every one of you. Thank you. My name is Alicia, and um, I have for a very long time wanted to do missions, but had a really hard time uh, finding the right space and time. And so for many years, I felt ashamed, and I felt judged, and I felt um, not motivated because I was so busy and overwhelmed. And here was people telling me, you know, River Life has been here around for so many years, but you guys don't do missions. Why? You know, and I would be like, I'm only one person. Are you going to do it? But, you know, I would not receive that. And so um, for many years, I just felt ashamed. And, uh, but finally, we went on, uh, to Chicago. And within that trip, God confirmed to me um, that he gave me a deep calling to connect believers with the community for a reason, not just so that I could feel better about myself, but it was in his time that he would raise up and empower leaders 
and the youth and children so that they could become the next generation of leaders. And it was in, the, in that moment that I realized uh, we weren't ready. River Life wasn't ready. If we had started a missions trip five years ago, um, no one would be in the pews here, actually, because there was no church then. Um, and I just felt so affirmed when the trip took place and we went and we came back. Um, in one of the special moments there, uh, I actually, we were working with kids and um, there were two kids that were just not listening. And I literally was like, wow, I don't know, have the skills to deal with this. And one of the kids, he kicked the chair. And I was like, no, we don't kick chairs here. And then my heart broke because in middle school, I was a bully. I know, some of you are like, yeah, I can see that. Right? <laughs> um, and it was because I grew up in a very verbally abusive home. There was a lot of abuse in my home. And you wouldn't think that. You're like, Alicia's so happy. She's so cheery. She probably had the perfect life growing up. There was a lot of abuse in my home. So when I saw this boy kicking the chair, I didn't think that he was a bad kid. I thought his home is not a safe and happy place for him. That's why he's kicking a chair. And God really, thank you, um, redeemed. Uh, I literally, when I debriefed with my team, I, I shared with them about the pain that I carried with me. Cried and cried. And um, those moments were redeemed by God. And then I prayed for the kid that um, when he grows up, that he can be a world changer as well. It's just because you grow up in a broken home as a kid who was abused doesn't mean that when you're an adult that God can redeem you and save you and heal you and transform you to lead others to know God as well. Thank you. Hi, I'm Lou. Um, before signing up for the trip, Alicia talked to me and I wasn't sure if I was going to go, but ends up that I signed up last minute and went um, along with my daughter. Um, first thing that came to mind was I was unsure of what to expect on this trip and wonder how safe where, you know, in Chicago it'll be. I knew that I had to have an open heart when I went on this trip and an open mind. Um, I'm a type of person who likes to know what's going on, have an agenda, kind of follow it. So to me, this was something that was kind of out of my comfort zone. So I knew that I had to be open to whatever they tell us to do. Um, but I knew that I love helping people and was up for whatever um, was going to come my way. When we arrived at the Envision site, um, I remember looking out the window and someone waved and they were so happy. Like they just waved and smiled the big face, uh, you know, on their face. And I was like, who is this gentleman that doesn't even know who we are? And he was so genuine. Um, and when he finally introduced himself as Tony, um, I was like, God, I love his energy. Throughout the whole time we were there, he had so much energy. Um, what God really revealed to me was that night that Scott talked to us. Um, he's one of the pastor at the Family Empowerment Center. Um, 
a lot of people ask when they call Scott is, the first question they say is, is it safe there? And his response was, the safest place is where God wants you to be. And that really resonated in me. Like, you don't even know the place and you're judging it already. But when you went there, it wasn't even that bad. Um, he also revealed to me how broken I was. In Luke 10, 25, 37, he talks about the Good Samaritan and how the guy got beaten down and people passed by him and no one picked him up. But when the Samaritan did, they had differences. He was a Jew and he didn't let that, you know, conflict him. And so no matter what the difference was, God said to love your neighbor with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourselves. Um, and we saw that with the community there. It also convicted me because I had so much questions. Like, how do I love my neighbor when I can't even love myself? It made me really think about all my brokenness that I have inside my heart. Every year, I always tell people that I'm working on myself and finding my path with God. But truly, I felt like I did, wasn't because my heart was so broken. That night, we stayed up really late, and we talked. Um, and I opened up my heart a lot. And I realized that I needed the Holy Spirit to heal me. And that I was really, truly broken. And that I needed God's love. And I needed to pray more and slow down in my life so that I can truly love like how God loves us. I'm also reminded that Rick mentioned that on a mission trip, Again, like, we're not there to build homes, but we're also there to build a relationship and a partnership with others. So I hope to continue that with all my team members um, as we continue our missions in the future. Thank you for listening. So, at first, I just wanted to go because my mom was bugging me about it, <laughs> and um, I didn't want her to leave her alone because, I don't know, but I just didn't want to leave her alone. But a really special moment to me was playing games with these three Hispanic girls. It kind of taught me that we all have different cultures, and we all... We are all different, but our community kind of impacts on how we are, how we act and how things we say. God kind of revealed to me through our daily discussions with the family empowerment team that everybody has something they don't like about themselves. We have to work together to build each other up and build relationships so that we don't, so that we can tell other people about God. Sometimes having insecurities can cause depression but if we build each other up, we can end up saving someone's life from suicide. Hi, I'm Linda, and before we went on this trip, I was really unsure and anxious and uncertain about it um, because we didn't get much information on it. Um, and I wasn't sure if I had anything to really offer the um, missions trip or any of the people that we were to meet down there, but I really didn't have anything to worry about, and I just had a trust in God's plan 
um, because the first two days we were there, we ended up working with kids, which I do that every day, so I'm very practiced at it. Um, and then uh, there was a couple of kids that were really tricky to work with, but um, since I was practiced um, at it and had the temperament to work with them, um, it turned out good. And Guy gave me the great idea to ask them about Pokemon, so that uh, really helped him build, build a relationship with them. And by the end of the day, um, I was the best artist that they've ever met. <laughs> True. But, um, and they said that they would really miss me um, since I wasn't going to be back down there the next weekend. Uh, this missions trip helped me realize that I do have something to offer uh, for missions. And God has already equipped me um, for it. I just have to trust in God's plan and not let my uncertainty and um, anxiety stop me from serving him and sharing his love. And then another thing that um, this trip showed me was uh, missions in the cities and the states here is just as important and impactful as overseas missions. And serving our community here and our neighbors here uh, builds positive and strong relationships with them, which builds um, um, our, let me say that again, uh, building the relationships with the people around us in our neighborhood and community gives way for God's word and way to grow. Um, going on this mission trip showed me how much more work we all still have to do here. Thank you. Hello, church. Uh, my name is Meng Tao. Alicia is my wife here. And I was really excited to go on this trip. Uh, I've been on one before, and uh, I loved it. All, like, we did anything, and that was what I was expecting, to kind of do anything. Um, but my biggest challenge on this trip was I got really nervous about driving everybody down there. I drove a 15-passenger van. Uh, I've never done that before. Um, I drive a truck, but with 12 passengers, um, I was really nervous. And then Lou's husband actually told me, um, he was like, man, I'm giving you my wife and kids. Take care of them. I was like, oh, shoot. So I got, I really, really got really nervous. Um, and they could tell, the team could tell. I was sweaty. I was like, just, you know, really cautious. And then when we switched uh, drivers, I was like a backseat driver to Alicia. I was like, don't do that. Don't do this. Slow down. And um, the team actually told me to, like, calm down. So I, I was really nervous about, um, you know, driving, uh, you know, somebody's husband, somebody's wife, their kids. And so, um, yeah, that, that actually shook me, which is really strange. But when we got into Chicago... Um, if anybody's ever driven through Chicago, the traffic is crazy, like crazy. And so um, while we were in Chicago, God really just gave me a sense of peace, uh, a calmness. Uh, we drove through downtown Chicago during traffic um, next to Millennium Park, next to the pier, and um, I wasn't scared at all. You know, I was driving nice and safely everywhere and we found parking everywhere parking's 
crazy in Chicago. And so uh, God really, uh, really reminded me that I need to trust in him. So uh, one, thing I, uh, one thing I wrote down about responding to God's love, right? Um, I am a, a worrier, not a warrior, but a worrier. I have anxieties, right? I overprepare for everything, everything. Um, I actually brought tools on the trip just in case the van broke down. So um, I have this, um, this mindset of saying no to everything at first and then thinking about it before I say yes. So God really, really um, has to remind me uh, about um, doing his work, about following his plans for us, because it'll be just fine. Even if it's not fine, it'll be fine. So I have this Bible verse in my kitchen that I read almost every day because I'm a, a warrior, a, I mean a worrier, but it's, it is Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything and tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Um, one thing that I loved about this trip was... Um, I was able to serve with my family. So Linda here is my sister. Uh, Jalen is my nephew. Uh, Yang is my cousin. Abby is my niece. So I, I was super happy to be able to serve with my family. Me and Linda, actually, we don't do a ton uh, you know, together and a ton in church. So I'm just uh, glad that we were able to do that. Thank you. Hi, I'm Jalen, and uh, you probably know me, and uh, I've made a few speeches here, and uh, yeah. I was anxious to leave my home because I never went to a faraway place without my parents. And for me, the highlights from the trip were meeting new people, learning about their culture, and playing games with them. I learned what they do, and uh, I met five new people. Four of them were Mexican people, and one other guy I didn't really ask, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, the first four people taught us about Hispanic culture, and they taught me a new game. The Mexican girls told us about a big party for 15-year-old girls called a the game I learned was uh, basically London Bridges, but if you got caught in the two people's arms when the bridge falls, you would pick one of the people who are part of the bridge and go behind them. The last person to get caught wins the game. The fifth person was named Alex. He liked origami and making paper airplanes, so I taught him how to fold some origami, and he taught me how to some paper airplanes. We got, we had a great time, and uh, they asked us if we would be there next week. Uh, we had to say no because it was the truth, and we were gonna leave on Sunday, and uh, we said goodbye to them, and they said they'd miss us, and I felt sad to think I'd probably never see them again. 
I'm glad I took the risk and went on the trip, and it's a good experience to meet new people and learn about their culture. Thanks. All right, I'll have Chick Payne come share quickly about um, Missions 2020, and then um, I'm going to do an announcement about Operation Christmas Child. We'll have the worship team do the last song, and then that will wrap everything up. All right, so I hope you guys were encouraged today of all the stories that you heard, the things that they've learned. Um, so, you know, going on a missions trip, you think about going and doing and doing and doing, but really when you go, you receive more than you give. And so that's the beauty of missions is that we learn from each other. We learn to love one another as a team, and we get to love on people. And we get to share the gospel, you know, through words, but also through our actions. And so what does River Life Missions look like for this upcoming year? Uh, so for Missions 2020, we're hoping to take an overseas mission trip in the summer. And if you are interested in joining the missions team, please let me or Alicia know. We'd love to have you on the team. We ask that you continue to serve locally so that when you go overseas, that those skills are transferable. So that when you're there, you're ready, and you're ready to serve using your gifts and your talents. Um, and so if you're interested, please let us know. Um, if you saw the slogan, our slogan for River Life Missions is love local, love global. We want to love local here, love the people that we live with, love the people that are neighbors. So that when we go overseas, we are able to love on those people that we may never meet again. And so that we're able to plant seeds of Christ um, so that, and water them so that when other people come, that those seeds will continue to grow. Thanks, Shepang. Um The worship team, you guys can start up, and I'll do this last uh, pitch here. Um, so in two weeks, we are doing our Surf Sunday Operation Christmas Child. Let's hear it for Operation Christmas Child. All right, so for the next two weeks, your job is to shop, all right? This is not Christmas shopping for your family, but Christmas shopping for children around the world. Um, if you hear good deals, put it on Facebook so we can all know and see, all right? Don't be greedy, okay? So share your deals with all of us. Collect toys. Um, we're, we're collecting school supplies, too. We'll fit it in this box, whatever can fit in here. The Barbie box, Okay. That Barbie box is really big, so you can still buy the Barbie, but we'll just take the Barbie out, okay? I, I get that question all the time. How does the Barbie fit? Well, it doesn't. We're going to take it out of the box, okay? And then um, in two weeks, we're going to do family-style packing. That means we're going to um, get dressed up, uh, drink coffee and uh, hot cocoa, and pack shoe boxes together. I've already ordered 250 boxes. They're here, and they're waiting for you to fill them, all right? Thank you. of reference 
into the dark and fleshed out the wonder of life. And as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born in the vapor of your breath. Worship so loud. I can see your heart and everything you made. Every burning star, the signal fire of grace. The creation sings your praise so loud.
Light of the world Abandoned in darkness to die And as you speak Could amount to your